0: Warning, the following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Tess Fire. Today, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 8, titled, Limbo. Holy shit. Holy goddamn shit, this episode. I'll be honest, I've been waiting to get to this point in the series for quite a while. Because this episode, and the two episodes after it, I remember this episode in particular exploring me when I first watched it way back when, and that reaction has not changed in the years to follow. It's still an amazing episode with an amazing twist that throws an incredibly handled monkey wrench into this entire mutiny storyline. Like, this is a turn in that whole narrative arc that I in no way saw coming, and was absolutely ingenious and brilliant, and my god, I I think this is the moment where I was just like, yeah, this season's a masterpiece. (laughs) I think watching this episode back in 2015, 2016, whenever it came out, I watched this episode and was just like, yeah, this is like a 10 out of 10 season. This is actually kind of magnificent. This is actually kind of incredible. This is actually kind of a masterpiece. I love literally everything about it. So, this episode starts off, and Mutiny. I should say we're starting off with purely Mutiny storyline. Stuff's happening with Gordon, we'll leave that for later. But Mutiny specifically, they're doing well. They have reached a nice point Uh, They are throwing a user appreciation party at their headquarters. Uh, They're debuting a new game. Everything's perfect. Everything's awesome. And this whole stuff with the party. Everything that happens at the party is really, really well done. Really, really poetically handled. Uh, I especially love when Cameron gets up on, uh, on the porch and gives her whole speech, and it's like, hey, how many gamers do we have here? And it's, like, three people that raise their hands and are excited about the new game coming out. (laughs) And she's like, oh, shit, uh, no one uses Mutiny for games anymore. And then, like, she meets one user, that was growing up in a really, really terrible household and used mutiny to talk to people online, and she actually got a lot of catharsis from it, got a lot of help from it, got a lot of guidance from it to know that, like, the things going on in her life are not her fault or not because of her or not because there's something wrong with her. Like, she's just entirely normal. Like, it actually helped her... To accept herself. And Cameron has this conversation with her. This user just like cries and hugs her. And like it's in this moment that Cameron realizes I've been going about this the entirely wrong way. Like I've been hammering in on games, 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 when these community functions were by far the best thing about Mutiny. These community functions were what made Mutiny truly special. We grew, not because of the games, but because of community. People give a shit about us, not because of the games, but because of community. Uh, There's a bunch of other cool things happening at this party. Uh, Both Lev, who is recovering from his uh, attack, and Yo-Yo... Are both back. They both showed up for this appreciation party. So we get Levin Yo-Yo, our two favorite coders, back into the Mutiny family. Yay! Uh, Tom accidentally lets it slip. <laughs> accidentally lets the words, I love you, slip in a conversation with Cameron. And Cameron is just poking fun at him the entire time. Like, oh... You love me. <laughs> There's this one, like, delightful conversation where Tom's trying to get Cameron to say it. And then Cameron's just messing with him, like, just not saying a single word. <laughs> and then Tom's like, oh, I take it back. I take it all back. You're a terrible person. <laughs> it's it's nice. It's cute. It's wholesome. I love it. Boz brings his son which is nice up until up until the son tells Boz hey I got you a job opening in California so you can get out of here fundamentally misunderstanding the fact that Boz actually believes in what's happening at Mutiny and it's a very awkward moment where Boz is like oh well thank you son I don't think you understand the passion I have for mutiny, but thank you, son. Uh, I'm just gonna shut up and let this be a nice moment between father and son. Uh, And Donna, by the way, is, like, really excited about all this. She loves meeting the users. She loves hearing the stories of people online a community. Like, it's just so nice. This whole appreciation party Is just the most... Lovely thing on the planet. But while all this is happening... Uh... Joe... Having just married Sarah... Yay! Gives notice... At... West Group. And Jacob... Is fine with it. Like... Hey... Yeah... Uh... Yeah... You should... Totally... Go off... Move to California... Be with my daughter... That's all cool. You can leave now. And then... They find a replacement for Joe. And Joe meets him. And the replacement they found really quick. And... He kinda... Joe like... (sighs) The replacement sort of rubs him the wrong way. Uh, He doesn't really get the best vibe from him. doesn't really like... Uh, the little things about him. Like, he can't really put his finger on it, but something's just irking him about this guy. And he doesn't really know what it is. Jacob seems pretty okay with the whole mutiny acquisition debacle. Doesn't know why. Like, there's a lot of... uh, things seem to be a little bit too okay right now. Something doesn't feel right. And after a night of drug-infueled... Drug-induced, drug-fueled... I combine the two, I don't know why. Uh, After a night of drug-fueled partying with Sarah uh, and some almost sex in the mainframe room, Joe discovers why he feels this way. Because... West Group basically stole Mutiny. And Joe and Mutiny basically figure out, at the same time, that West Group... pretty much cloned Mutiny's interface. Kicked them off the network. Replaced their spot on the network with WestNet. They're calling it WestNet, by the way. Uh, Made sure anyone who... Signed on to Mutiny, redirected to WestNet, and removed the games because community is where the money is. By the way, right as Cameron was starting to realize, community's better than games. So. Yeah, West Group literally stole Mutiny. They cloned their interface, kicked them off the network, stole their little portal deal. And poached all their users, because the users don't care what the brand name is. The users care about uh, th- th- the users they're interacting with. And they don't understand. like the interface is the same. They uh, are talking to all the same users. so why uh, why bother signing off and waiting for mutiny to come back? I can I can interact with the same people right now. Uh, uh, it's so uh, it's so gut-wrenching to watch this happen. Uh, this small startup, this small, delightful, quaint little startup that's actually having creative vision, actually driving uh genuine growth, actually driving uh the introduction of something new. To see them like Build up, and build up 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 and build up. Gain a foothold. And then have a major company say, Oh, you innovated and built something special? Okay, yoink, it's ours now. And you have no say in it. Like, argh! It makes me so mad and it's so heartbreaking to see this staff who has worked so hard, uh, has done everything possible to... Foster this creativity. Like just get this slap in the face. Like Cameron. Like this is her baby. And it's literally being stolen from her. In front of her eyes. And she's just spiraling. Out of control. And everyone just doesn't know what to do. And then. Joe shows up. He shows up. He (sighs) And he says, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I had nothing to do with this, this wasn't me, I gave notice weeks ago, I'm not part of this, I'm not part of this. But not a single person believes him. Not a single person is buying what he's selling. Doesn't matter how true it is. Because they've been burned. Every single person in that house has been burned by Joe McMillan one two, many times. They were coaxed onto the network. Joe did that. They were pressured into an acquisition. Joe did that. Joe pushed so heavily for Mutiny to be part of West Group. So, of course, West Group steals Mutiny. Who wouldn't believe that Joe did that? Who wouldn't believe that Joe was a part of that madness? Like, i believe it if I didn't. Honestly, in all honesty, if this episode was done just from the perspective of Cameron, and they didn't show... Anything that Joe was doing until he stepped into the house? I would totally believe, oh my god, Joe just... Joe just stole mutiny. Uh, He was so... uh, He was acting like such a bitch after the acquisition that he stole mutiny. What an asshole for all of his... For all of his talk of supporting mutiny, he really just wanted to steal it for himself because he's never had an original thought. Like, I would absolutely believe that if they didn't give us Joe. And that's what's so gut-wrenching about this particular plot point. Not only is it an incredibly unpredictable plot twist, not only is it absolutely gut-wrenching, and not only is it all too real, but the Fact that everyone immediately villainizes Joe is poetic and beautiful in and of itself. If you're a scumbag enough times, no one's gonna believe you when you say you're not a scumbag. If you keep acting like a scumbag... At every possible opportunity, no one's gonna believe you when suddenly, you decide not to be a scumbag. It's sort of this cautionary tale of, hey, don't be a dick. (laughs) Uh, And it's really poetically done, and it's brilliant, and I love every single thing about it. Like, everything about that moment, it's just, like, heart-pounding, and painful, and brilliant, and... I love everything about it. It's so, so, so perfect. And then there's Gordon. Who's continuing to chug along on his Clark computers enterprise. And, you know, mostly he's stable, but there's some little things happening. He's having flashes of the old friend he had an affair with. Back in California. He effed up a computer he assembled. And accidentally made it not work. But then the big stuff starts happening. When two his last two employees. His last two friends that were signed up. Decide. Yeah, we need something less risky. We don't want to be doing this anymore. We don't want to be working at Clark Computers anymore. We believe in what you're doing. We're sure you're going to be amazing. We sure, we're sure we sure you're going to blow up. But we can't deal with this right now. We need to make ends meet. We need to do something more... More solid. And also, like, his... His friend that moved out to California comes back and is like, hey, 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 man, everything's everything's so great in Silicon Valley. There's so much VC money come, flying around. No one knows what to do with it. Ha, 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 ha. Man, California's great, guys. And then Gordon, because of that, is like, hey, are, are, did, did, did this guy come in and... Poison your mind with dreams of Silicon Valley? Huh? Is that what happened? Hey, you know what? Leave. It doesn't matter. And then Gordon sees an ad for a company doing literally the exact same thing Gordon's doing. Framed in almost exactly the same way. Which launches Gordon into a paranoid tirade, essentially. Uh, he goes to Donna and is like, Look at this! This is a sh- I think it's Stan! I think it's this this guy who just came back from Silicon Valley and was like, Oh my god, Silicon Valley's so great! I think it's him! I think he poached my... Uh, All my employees. And I think he tried to start his own business with the VC money he got. I think it's him. And Donna's like, hey, we'll deal with this tomorrow. It's fine. It's probably just a coincidence. And then Gordon's like, I'm going to go deal with it. So he breaks in to his friend's garage. He breaks into this place and snoops around looking for proof that he stole his idea. Of course, the friend comes down and is like, hey, who's breaking into my house? And notices it's Gordon and is like, dude, what the hell? What are you doing? And Gordon's like, you stole my idea. Admit it. You stole my idea. And this dude's like, no, no, I didn't. In fact, actually, you're talking about all this VC money I have. I, I lied about that. I... I came back here because I was tired of getting laughed out of the room by 25-year-olds. Like, I'm over the hill. I have to make ends meet. I'm repairing computers. That's all I'm doing. And then his friend accidentally lets slip. Like, hey, are, are you okay? What's going on with you? Like, the guys, like, they said... They said you were acting a little nuts, and they said Donna told them to keep an eye on you. And then this sets off Gordon like, What? Donna! Why would she do this? Why would she do this? Like, immediately his paranoia shifts to Donna. And of course he gets arrested because, you know, this dude called the cops on him. Because that's what normal people do. So now Gordon's in the back of a cop car, like, saying over and over again, why would Donna do this? Why would Donna do this? Why would Donna do this? And so, um, I'm thinking the brain damage might have, uh, might have gotten worse. Just a, just a thought there. Oh boy, that's, um, that's an entirely separate level of painful. One that I don't think I have the emotional bandwidth to deal with in the middle of this West Group Just Stole Mutiny episode. So I'm just going to leave that there and let that play out before I do any hyper-emotional analysis of it. That's an episode. We only got two more left, and then we're done with the season. Look forward to that. That's going to be a great time. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archives so that you can be here Every single Monday through Friday. As we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 9. Talk to you then.